Welcome back to the Sage Post 47 podcast. This is your host, Sierra Ty Brownlee, Pomona College, Class of 2024. Today, I am joined by Guy Lohman, Pomona College, Class of 1971, former researcher at IBM and current retiree. Thank you so much, Guy, for coming on the podcast. It's my pleasure. All right. To hop right in, could you just talk a little bit about your Pomona experience and maybe some of the things that you were involved with? Okay. Um, uh, my, uh, my Pomona experience, like so many others, started with my sponsor group, which was uh, great. Gave me an instant set of friends, and uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. But I was, I was a bit introverted. Um, it wasn't until I became an RA, I guess, that I um, became more outgoing. But I, I was um, very, I, I had been active in music in high school and I continued that at Pomona. So I played in the mm-hmm. pep band and the orchestra and a, a brass choir at Christmas time and things like that. Um, but my first year at Pomona, I was more worried about academics and keeping my head above water. So I, yeah. I, I wasn't as active as I might have been. Um, I, I tried going out for tennis, but didn't make the team. Um, and uh, but but in my sophomore year, I became an RA and uh, in, in Clark one, and that sort of drew me out a lot more, and I became a little more uh, social. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Um, uh, I I was in ROTC. This this was during the Vietnam War, and I was concerned about. Um, mm-hmm being drafted so I got into ROTC and became kind of a lightning rod for my classmates um, but I figured if I was going to have to go I'd, I'd want to go as a as an officer um, mm-hmm. and uh, then in my uh, late in my sophomore year I pledged with um, a fraternity Kappa Theta Epsilon well they still had fraternities then okay <laughs> uh, and that helped my, my social life a little bit yeah and yeah. then um, lastly I was um, I, I was active in the outdoor club I really enjoyed okay. that. I mean, they yeah. had some great trips. Very cool. Very cool. And how did you decide to study math? And did you come into Pomona kind of knowing that's what you knew um, you were going to major in? Not really. Um, I There were a lot of things that I was interested in, which may explain why I went to a liberal arts college, because I, like <laughs> yeah, many yeah. students, didn't really know what, what color my parachute was. Um, I thought I might go into physics. I took a lot of physics classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I even thought I might become a music major until I learned that I had to be proficient at piano, and I knew I couldn't keep track of 10 fingers. <laughs> so that wasn't going to happen, and, and that would have okay. been a disaster. Um, but uh, I also really seriously loved geology. I took a geology course mm-hmm. in my freshman year, great geology department at Pomona, and uh, loved the field yeah, trips. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was, if, if I couldn't hack it in math, that was going to be my backup major. Okay. Um, so I, I came very close to becoming a geology major. Um, but ultimately, math was my, was my first love, and um, computers were a big part of that. Um, the, the college at that time had a, uh, one of the first IBM 36040s. Um, and we had unlimited usage of it, and it was just mm-hmm. great, great little toy. And I got very involved in in playing with with the the computer, uh, and that reinforced uh, my mathematics interests as well. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And as you were maybe nearing kind of the end of your time at Pomona, did you have a strong idea 
of what you wanted to do afterwards? And did you know you wanted to pursue a master's and then possibly a PhD? Not really. I, I My parents had encouraged me to go to grad school. Mm -hmm. um, of course, I owed Uncle Sam some of my life, and uh, I didn't know how much. It turned out not as much as I had anticipated, um, mm -hmm. because about that point, the Vietnam War started scaling down. But I, I had to go to Officer's Basic after I graduated. And uh, what I wanted to do, actually, I was always, I'd always been a space cadet. I wanted to work for NASA. Okay. Um, and so I tried to get the Army to assign me to NASA yeah. um, to, in one of the NASA labs. That didn't work out, unfortunately. But so it didn't come through, and I, I then applied to grad school. And my question was whether it was going to be in computer science or math. Mm -hmm. At that time, Pomona didn't have a computer science department. Okay. Um, and uh, so, but I'd had one course from Professor Stan Hales, who was this great t teacher, who'd got me interested in, in the area of operations research within math. It's kind of applied math mm -hmm. um, using math modeling and math modeling using computers. And so that seemed like a perfect marriage of both computers and mathematics. And that's what I decided to do. And with a little bit of dumb luck, I applied directly to the PhD program. And I learned okay. that that's the smart thing to do because you're more likely to get money. Um, yeah. the, the, the professors who want to do research are more likely to give money to their PhD students than to master's students. Master's mm -hmm. programs are kind of a cash cow for universities. So, um, you know, I was able to get a, an RA, not an RA, a teaching assistantship. Um, mm -hmm for my graduate work, which also paid my tuition. So I went through without uh, racking up debt, which is the bane of existence for current graduates, right, <laughs> is that they end up um, mm -hmm. incurring a lot of debt. So I, I, I just got lucky on that, and, you know, my entire grad uh, program was, was covered that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And during your time getting your master's and Ph.D., did that give you a better idea of what you wanted to do afterwards? Well, it evolved. Um, it, I, I, you know, it, it was it was a tough program. I, um, mm -hmm. I I struggled there just as I did in my first years at Pomona because um, I was in with a, a very smart bunch of people, um, and I really enjoyed operations research. But it was a very theoretical department, more theoretical than I had anticipated. Um, Somewhere along the way, uh, when I was still taking classes, I took a, a class in information systems mm -hmm. from a professor that was uh, visiting Cornell, and he got me interested in information systems, and so then I sort of gravitated towards that, and I ended up doing my thesis on applying operations research to the area of information systems. So okay. that kind of sh shaped, you know, the rest of my, my career, actually, was this it's interesting how one professor can come in and kind of tickle your brain and get you excited about something. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really what Pomona's about, but that's really what education is about, is these professors that that inspire you and really based upon one class can get you excited about something and that will shape your life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then after your PhD, that's when you started working for IBM, or did you also, I saw you worked for NASA for a little bit? Right. Well, at that time, it was, um, I, I decided I didn't want an academic career. 
Okay. I didn't think I could survive the publisher parish world, frankly. Mm -hmm. um, and so I applied for, uh, you know, more uh, jobs in, in applications. And so I sent out uh, resumes to lots of different companies. I had worked for Atlantic Richfield in the summer uh, doing, uh, doing an internship in, in Los Angeles mm -hmm. in an operations research department. But I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do with my OR PhD. So I sent out lots of resumes mm -hmm. and got really fortunate that uh, this one uh, guy at, at JPL in Pasadena mm -hmm. um, responded. And uh, he called me up and he, he said, well, I've got a great job for you, but first of all, I see you like to, to ski. He said, we have a great ski club and they go up to <laughs> Mammoth every other weekend. And we have a, you, I see you like hiking. Well, we have a great hiking club and so forth. So he went on and on like this for 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. Of course, I was sold because I was already a, a space cadet. I wanted to work for NASA all my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was just beyond excited, but it was a good job as well. Um, in, in their management science group. But uh, that's, that's, so I ended up at JPL for about five and a third years, I guess, okay. before I, I moved to IBM Research. Um, I, I kept gravitating back to, to computer databases mm -hmm. and um, JPL wasn't the best place to be doing that. Yeah. IBM was, that was their meat and potatoes. And they had, they had invented relational databases and they had the, the premier people in it. And I hadn't really been doing much in the way of papers, which I should have been doing as a PhD. Mm -hmm. I wasn't writing any papers. And so moving to IBM Research was uh, a, a terrific move for me. Okay. Could you talk a little bit about kind of your role as a researcher there and maybe some of the projects that you worked on? Okay. Well, as I said, um, I was in the group that invented relational databases. That's now probably a $50 billion industry, um, although you know, IBM isn't as well known now for their products as they were then. Um, my role was as a researcher was really to invent new uh, enhancements to that area, and I worked in, in query optimization, which was uh, taking a non-procedural query language called SQL, structured query language, and, and turning that non-procedural specification of what data you want into a procedural, that is a step-by-step -step plan for okay. accessing the data. And in relational data, there's lots of ways of doing that. So you have to consider all these other alternatives and um, uh, it's, it's a rather detailed modeling problem. And the research involved coming up with new ways to do that, but we were also expected to prototype this, that is to code it, and then to actually try and get it into the products. So it was kind of cradle to grave, and that was the appeal to me, is that you take it all the way from the gleam in your eye, the idea that you have, all the way down to turning it over to a product, and then you go back and do that again. And to me, that was very satisfying because unlike academic research where you you write a paper and you go to a conference and everybody goes oh that's a nice paper and you go thanks you know and that, yeah. and that's it here i could actually get my ideas out there in the real world and so and i mean i also got the papers and we typically patented them as well mm -hmm. but the cool thing was that i got to deal with customers and they would 
you know, they would say, well, you saved me $100,000 or even a million dollars. But they would also say, but, you know, the real problem is this. And then, so that was my idea for the next iteration of my research, is that I yeah. could solve a problem that really needed solving rather than a problem that I could think of. Mm-hmm. In academia, you you don't always know what the real problem is, so you solve a problem that you know how to solve, that you have, an, you have a, a particular uh, model for solving. Mm-hmm. Whereas the fun part about working in a, in a company on doing research is is that you get to solve a problem that your customers have and that yeah. makes you feel i think a lot better that you're solving a real a real world problem mm-hmm. yeah i think that is a really cool aspect that you are able to hear directly from the customers and then work on um the problems that they had yeah and those are often the harder problems actually <laughs> <laughs> okay and did you ever consider making another move from IBM or what motivated you to stay at IBM? Yeah, I stayed there for 34 and a half years and, and retired from there. Um, well, you know, it's it, um, I did get other offers, uh, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it, it, like I said, to me, it was it was very fulfilling. Um, I yeah, was yeah. I, I was able to get publish a lot of papers and, and get a lot of patents. Uh, I was paid very well. Um, and f- the main thing was the people I was working with. They were they were all brilliant. Um, and it was very exciting to to uh, uh, continually think about new things and try new things and uh, um, have have success at uh, mm-hmm. publishing the ideas. Um, also, when, as a result of that publishing, then you get to go to conferences and you meet other very smart people mm-hmm. from universities and other companies, um, and, and that's, that's another brotherhood. That's, a, that's actually one of the things I miss the most about retirement, in retirement, is that I don't get to go to those conferences. And I had friends all over the world um, yeah. in, in universities who, who had similar interests, and so we had fascinating conversations. And I also got to know them and their families and so forth. So uh, mm-hmm. it's it, it's a it's a small world, and the, the, particularly in in a particular field like that yeah, of yeah. very intelligent, um, uh, very intellectual people who like talking about ideas, it's it, it's something that I miss. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, kind of transitioning into retiring. Um, I guess, how would you say you like to spend your time now? Well, um, I like to spend my time outdoors. You know, uh, being a computer geek, you're indoors pretty much all the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, and, and I love being outdoors. So I love skiing and and, uh, uh, hiking and and gardening in the backyard. And, and, you know, I also like, you know, doing things that are tangible. Um, Writing code is, is... somewhat intangible um you don't get to, to to see the fruition i mean you do in a way because the program runs and that mm-hmm. sort of thing but but it's it's somehow less tangible than than uh you know planting a tree and seeing it yeah. it grow uh mm-hmm. so i'm enjoying that um and and uh, i actually retired just before my daughter graduated um about a year before she graduated from high school because i i felt like i was so busy working i hadn't 
really gotten to know my daughter, and here she mm -hmm. was. She was going to go off to college shortly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but it's 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 really uh, a little more relaxed. Also, I don't feel like I have so many um, so many deadlines. I, the way mm -hmm. I describe being retired is that every day is a Saturday. Mm -hmm. And um, what I mean by that is that I, you know, if I don't get it done today, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that we'll start wrapping things up, but as a final question, I always like to ask if you have any advice for current students at Pomona. Well, I already gave, I actually have a couple. One is, yeah. was that, you know, go for the, go for the gusto, go for the top prize, go get a PhD. Um, every Pomona uh, student is, is smart. They can do it and they'll, they're more likely to get money that will help them do it if they go for the PhD program don't and and don't wait too long to do that you get used to getting a paycheck it's going to be hard to go back being a, a starving student again um, and the other thing I would say is um, and I said this to a number of students when I was on campus um, mm -hmm. talking with them about careers yeah, uh, yeah. don't don't say that you don't have any skills I heard a lot of a lot of uh, students lament the fact that they weren't in a field like computer science or math, and they they just didn't have any skills that yeah. that um, th that possible employers might want. Mm -hmm. Pomona students have the one skill that is sh shortest in supply in this country, and that is the ability to properly articulate their ideas. What success I had in publishing papers was largely my ability to communicate those ideas. Mm -hmm. I can tell you having reviewed many, many professional papers, there are a lot of geeks out there that can't even write a paragraph, much less a paper. Mm -hmm. And I would get halfway through them. I say, I don't even know what they're talking about. And I would reject <laughs> the paper. Every Pomona student knows how to write decently. Mm -hmm. And that is an invaluable skill to any employer. And they shouldn't belittle that even if they don't even if they were english majors particularly if they're english majors yeah, that yeah. means that they really know how to write they probably also know how to speak well and that is in very poor supply these days it seems to me so have faith that pomona has prepared you both in that ability to articulate and also mm -hmm. in preparing you to ta tackle any area to yeah, yeah. any area that you don't know They've taught you how to dive in and understand that area. And that is a, a, an ability to adapt that, that employers do value, even if you don't have the specific skills for that task that they're hiring you for. They can teach you those skills. Even though I majored in math or computer science, I still had to learn a lot of things when I got yeah, to yeah. a particular job. So that ability to learn quickly and organize yourself and so forth every Pomona student has that I'm sure so be be of faith that you can um, that you can master it and communicate that to potential yeah, employers yeah. they will they will sense that confidence okay well very good advice yeah thank you so much so I think we will um end things here but once again thank you so much guy for coming on the podcast it was my pleasure thanks for having me anytime all right thank you guys for listening and take care